As conference, conference realignment in college athletics uh, continue, and actually it's slowed down for the time being, uh, there's always questions about what's next. And I'm uh, going to talk about something that was asked of me on LandryFootball.com, which, by the way, you can contact me at LandryFootball.com, and you'll see at the top bar, contact Chris, and you could submit a question or a topic that you'd like me to address during a podcast. And the question and the topic of today's podcast is about Florida State and Miami's kind of flirtation throughout history with the SEC and uh, the history of those two schools as independents um, in the Big East, in the ACC. Um, that is, and in the times in which it looked like they might have been headed to the SEC and what stopped it. That is the topic on today's Landry Football Podcast on the Landry Football Podcast Network. A reminder, you can get detailed breakdowns of the college game, the pro game at LandryFootball.com. Whether amongst players, teams, coaches, schemes on the college or NFL level, we got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com. Uh, check it out. Um, it is the best deal that we've got going, the uh, football season offer. It's 12 months. It'll take you through the season. It'll take you through the whole offseason of recruiting and the draft and free agency and transfer portal all year long. It never stops. Coaching searches. We take you through the steps that we take as, um, as a scouting and coaching consultant uh, for NFL teams and college programs. So if you want to be the most informed football fan, that's what LandryFootball.com is for. Uh, again, you can get football views from a coach, scout, administrator, uh, LandryFootball.com. The football season offer is the best deal that we've got going, but you can try it out for a month or six months, whatever is your pleasure. Also, subscribe, like, and share to the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple or Spotify, <clears throat> wherever you get your podcasts. Now, there's a lot of talk about where does the Big Ten, where does the SEC, the two big boys, go in terms of expansion down the road? Because I think we'd be naive to think that it's over. I think it's nothing is happening right now, but I do think that there's always something percolating between the beneath the surface to, uh, at least in the case of the Big Ten and the SEC, to try to anticipate and... Um, make a preemptive move against the other. And one of the things that's been talked about, I guess logically for the SEC, and people will look at a, a school like a Clemson, a Florida State, a Miami, seen geographically for a conference like the SEC that is very much geographically centered. I understand Arkansas, Missouri, Southwest, Midwest, but their mantra is we're in continuum states. They're big in it. Of course, the Big Ten is not the case. They That stopped long ago when they went into Maryland. They went into Jersey. Now they're going into California. They're kind of a not a, 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 a regional conference in any way, shape, or form. So is there anything to Florida State, Miami? How would it fit? Um, what has happened in the past? Uh, you know, if you look into the history, and we're going to get into it, um, 
there was a lot, there were several times where, or at least a couple of times, there was flirtations. Back in 1990, when I was at LSU, I was involved in some of the conversations administratively and as, and as a coach about expansion. And Florida State was one of those teams. Um, as much as it seems weird now, you've got to understand that the way things are now were not the way they were back then. So absolutely, there was conversations about Florida State in, in the, the SEC. The whole, did they officially make an offer and turn it down or not? That, that's immaterial. Florida State had an opportunity to come on board, and it was in those discussions. Now, having Miami, which at the time was an absolute power in college football, Florida State under Bobby Bowden, an absolute power, made a lot of sense and probably were more appealing back then to the SEC. And you could make the case that Miami, Florida State, not only would have fit into the SEC, would have been the best football programs in the SEC had they come in at the time. And adding those schools was something that was clearly um, of interest to both. Now, Miami ended up in the Big East. But I know Roy Kramer, who is the SEC commissioner, met with the school officials on campus um, right after they were rejected by Florida State. Why did Florida State reject it? Well, first of all, back with the time where Roy Krim was looking to expand. Um, Arkansas was the school that they wanted to add. They did. They wanted to add one more. It was not Arkansas and South Carolina. It was going to be Arkansas and Florida State if Roy Kramer had his way. Florida State turned them down. Um, or showed a lack of interest, and it didn't work out. More on that in a second. My, then he went to Miami. Miami decided to go to the Big East. That's when Roy Kramer went to South Carolina and brought him in. Now, you might say, well, boy, the Florida State Miami made huge mistakes in the long run by not taking advantage of getting into the SEC. I don't think there's any doubt that where the SEC is financially today, it's um, – I mean, they don't make nearly as much money in the ACC deal, ACC deals than the SEC. But at the time, you know, Florida State was dominant in football. They had an interesting, first of all, Florida State was an independent in football. They actually played in the Met something. It was a conference called the Metro Conference in basketball. And as things were kind of evolving and becoming into a conference became something that they wanted to do, uh, what I remember is the feeling twofold. One, that Florida State, Bobby Bob, first of all, the administration didn't, you didn't have the big TV contract with the SEC. So it was more about where do you want to be? What neighborhood do you want to belong into? But there wasn't a whole lot of difference between, you know, money back then. It's not like it is today where there's a precipitous difference. Well, Bobby Bowden was not all that thrilled about being in the SEC. I mean, there's a 
okay, we're in the SEC footprint. We can recruit there and all that. But playing the bigger schools, he felt like as an independent, and certainly when he looked into the ACC, he thought he'd get on that league and dominate that league. And he did. I mean, it went several years before anybody beat him. It was that Virginia team that beat him on a Thursday night, like four years into the tenure. So he was right in that he could dominate. He would not have dominated the SEC. He would have had success, but he wouldn't have just, you know, run through the SEC like he did the ACC. That was a part of it. The other thing was the basketball coach at the time, Pat Kennedy, um, former coach at Iona, would taken over at Florida State. He wanted to go to the ACC because of basketball. And again, there wasn't this like draw to the SEC that it is now. And so that was what happened with Florida State. Miami, look, they they had, like from 81 to 2009, they were a dominant football program. Um, I think that they would have benefited greatly being part of the, the SEC. But, um, you know, you look at Miami, they, they, they were sold that, again, the football part of it, is what it is and you can be good in football they said whether you're an independent whether you're in a big east whether you're in you know the acc whether you're in the sec they were trying to think and baseball had been really good under ron frazier so they wanted to say basically mike trangisi the commissioner of the big east sold Miami on, if you come here, we'll make your basketball program better. We'll help you do that. And quite frankly, I think that what they did there with uh, first Leonard Hamilton and then then now, uh, of course, Coach Laranega at Miami, they've done a phenomenal job with their basketball program. But it was basically basically dead in, in the mid-90s. So, and again, it seems foolish to say, well, they made a decision based upon basketball when well, back then, there wasn't that, you know, like com- clear dominance of you make decisions strictly on football. That's the way it's been now. That's the way how basically the Big East broke up because, you know, like Syracuse and BC going into the ACC, there's no way that the basketball programs wanted to leave the Big East. But, you know, if you're going to leave the Big East in basketball, where do you want to go? Well, go to the ACC. And, oh, by the way, it also is going to make you better in football than being, you know, basically left for dead. Quick story is when the Big East was a great basketball league under Dave Gavitt, and it was just, you know, it's Georgetown and it's St. John's and, you know, Providence and, you know, schools that were basketball-only schools uh, in addition to the other Catholic schools there. And, and it was obviously one of the great stories of athletics and the dominance that Big East basketball was, Joe Paterno went to Dave Gavin and said, I, I, I want to be, we want to be part of the Big East. And let's make it a, a all-around sports conference, you know, where, you know, football is a part of it. And Dave Gavitt was into that. He couldn't sell. For everything that Dave Gavitt was able to sell, he could not sell those Catholic League, you know, schools in the Big East to embrace football because they were basketball only. And they, I think that Dave was creative enough to say, well, look, we're going to create a, a path for the football slash basketball schools, the Syracuse's, the Boston colleges, the Rutgers, 
you know, those of the pits, you know, and then let's add Penn State. And so let's have football and basketball. And yeah, you could have maybe uh, an involvement of basketball and football with all of those schools. Well, he, he could not, Dave Gavitt could not get the Big E schools to admit it. In fact, I remember the quote that he said, Dave Gavitt, he said, God rest his soul, he said, we will rule the day. We will rue the day, excuse me, that we did not accept Penn State and embrace football. And he had great vision and understood it. And, and boy, that was the case because it was the ruination eventually of the league and the Big East, of course, basketball is just, you know, half the Midwest and all of that. So Miami went to the Big East. Florida State went to the ACC, and it was a lot to do with, quote-unquote, academics, basketball, whatever, because football did not represent the dominant financial windfall that it is today. Now, if you go back in history, Miami and Florida State, in previous administrations, wanted to become members of the SEC. Uh, Miami had their first varsity competition in 27, and they played in something called the Southern Intercollegiate Athletic Association from like 29 to 41. They attended the SEC meetings in Gainesville back in like 1938 or 39. And at one point, school officials were push, pushing to replace Swanee. Swanee was a, um, as the 13th team in the league. So now Swanee's a a Division Three program, they left the SEC in 40. But by the late 40s, the Miami president at the time had conversations with presidents at Kentucky and Florida by joining the SEC. But the commissioner of the SEC, Bernie Moore, um, met with Miami officials in like 1949. But during a vote to expand in 49, Florida and Kentucky, they pushed to include Miami. That was shut down seven to three. I know Tennessee, Georgia, Vanderbilt supported Miami, um, but the rest did not. Uh, and so they were not admitted. By 1960, Florida State, which brought back football in 47, had joined the discussion on potential SEC expansion way back in 60. But at the same year, the SEC voted 8-3 to three to shut down Florida's push to expand the league to 14 members with Miami and Florida State as candidates because they thought at that time that Miami, Florida State, Florida would be really good for the league. Now, three years later, Florida State's president sent a letter to Georgia Tech president um, Ed Harrison to try to get help of the SEC. Let me remind you, Georgia Tech used to be part of the SEC. By 1965, I know that Miami uh, football coach Charlie Tate kind of told them they weren't interested in being in the SEC. So that that early 60s flirtation was there with, with Miami and Florida State with the SEC. Um, Florida State kept pushing. The SEC never budged. When the SEC, uh, when Tulane and Georgia Tech left the SEC, uh, the SEC went back to 10 teams. And at that time, Florida State and, 
in Miami, there was some level of interest in trying to add those two to replace Tulane in, in Georgia Tech. But the, the SEC schools voted it down and decided to keep it at, at 10. So by the time the SEC was ready to make a move in the late 80s, and which is the period that I started this podcast talking about, Miami and Florida State had built national championship caliber programs, and they didn't duck when the SEC opportunity came along. So um, it was probably an unfortunate circumstance. But again, the SEC in 1989-90, Roy Kramer, a visionary commissioner of the SEC, was interested in building a 16-team league, Super League. He was going to add Miami, Florida State, South Carolina, and Texas, Texas A&M, and Arkansas from the Southwest Conference. He was going to target those schools. A year later, um, the SEC approved expansion, and Kramer went to work. Arkansas was the first school to agree to join the SEC in August of 90. But it always felt like, because of Florida State status, that was the number one target of Roy Kramer. And they took their time and knew the SEC would wait for them. And, and it just, it, it, you know, it's at, at then the SEC wanted them big time. Now I think Florida State would do anything they could to get in the SEC because the money is just infinitely more. But it's one of the things, I guess, the lesson is, you have to be a visionary. You have to see what's going forward, whether it's the story of Gabe Davitt, Gavitt that knew that his conference was going to eventually, as, as great as it was in basketball, he knew it was going to eventually fail because it couldn't keep up with what football was going to bring down the road. You know, Florida State and Miami um, didn't need the, the SEC back then. Now they're in a lot more of a need. You can talk about whether it was a formal invitation invitation or not. There were meetings. There were discussions. And I firmly believe that Florida State Miami could have gotten into the SEC, Florida State first, then Miami. But they rebuffed it, went in a different direction. And now they're in the ACC, and they're not stuck. But clearly, the ACC is far beyond the Big Ten and certainly the SEC. Uh, and you, you say, well, you could not have known, but that's part of being a visionary. And I think that things kind of played out that way. Bobby Bowden could have really pushed the issue and could have got Florida State into the SEC. Meaning, Pat Kennedy, the basketball coach at Florida State, wanted to go to the ACC. Wayne Hogan, the athletic director at Florida State, kind of preferred to go to the ACC. Bobby Biden could have, with his power, could have said, boys, we're going to the SEC, and that would have been it. He had the power to get it done. I mean, he had more power than the governor or anybody back then. But he wasn't really into going into the SEC at that point. He was kind of a – now, he was very political, and he just said – you know, something like, I'll just coach football and let you guys decide. But the reality is, if he had wanted to go into the SEC, he could have. He would have, he would have, he would have put their hand, enforced their hand to say, this is what we're doing, guys. And it would have happened. Um, but I do know that Bobby Bowden wanted Florida State, uh, excuse me, wanted Miami to go along with him. And, and it just couldn't, it just didn't happen at that point. Um, and that's how it played out. 
Um, I do know that Florida State was contacted by the Big East to see if they would be interested in joining there along with Miami. So it was always awkward to see. So Florida State and Miami were independents. Florida State goes ACC, Miami goes Big East. They still play one another. It just seemed like they were going different paths, two ships passing in the night, but they passed every year on the football field. And it always felt like Florida State and Miami, more so than even Florida. Florida, obviously, longtime SEC. But there was a point in time, I guess, the purpose of this where um, you could go back to 1990 and we could be talking about Miami, Florida State as staples of the SEC. You know, kind of like you consider maybe, you know, I don't consider Arkansas or South Carolina staples of the SEC, but they've been around long enough to where, you know, it's significant. Um, And I think that Miami and Florida State would have done that. And so these mega conferences and the power leagues was something that is, is new today over the past few years, but it was something that was in the works years ago but because they didn't have the leverage to get the TV deals quite to the degree that they have now, TV wasn't the same. You didn't have streaming. You didn't have multiple streaming networks. You didn't have multiple SEC net, uh, ESPN networks, rather. You didn't have an SEC network, an ACC network. It, you didn't have the ability to maximize, you know, 16-team mega conferences back then. Because it's all due to TV money now. Yeah, that would have improved money at the gate and would have made their stadiums fill out more and maybe even allowed them to get bigger stadiums at Miami and Florida State. And, but what's made it bigger now is you have that plus the big money on TV. It's kind of how the NFL's made their mark. It's through TV, tons of money, marketing, and that's what college athletics is grown to, but now we're dealing um, with situations where I believe that Florida State and Miami privately would love, I mean, there's no question that in the ACC, as, as good as it is, and it's better than most, it's not the Big Ten, it's not the SEC in terms of driving the money, and I think it's something that if they could go back and do, of course, they would do it, but that's part of it. Part of being a visionary and part of, look, you only know what you know at that point. Things change over time. Look, I can remember, you know, when we had the recent additions into the SEC, Missouri was thought long time to be a Big Ten target and probably would a better fit geographically and kind of academic alignment with the Big Ten. But the SEC brought about more revenue opportunities. So there it went. Um, Texas A&M clearly wanted to get away from Texas. Ironically, <laughs> that's changed again, flipped for them again. Texas A&M wanted to get away from Texas and have something that Texas didn't have because it's the University of Texas and Texas A&M. That's how it's thought of in that state. And, you know, Texas A&M thought, well, we can now usurp Texas because now we've got the SEC's backing. Well, of course, we know that's the case for a short time. And now Texas, along with Oklahoma, is joining the SEC. And we can discuss, and everybody does, 
Well, how is that going to work in football? And what's it going to be on the field? Those things can change, folks. The success or lack thereof on the football field, on the any sports um, field or court, that can be modified. What is most important and what drives all these decisions is what drives all decisions, money. And so having the money and the financial resources to do things at a different level, that gives you all the opportunity to be great in football. You may not get there. Having money doesn't guarantee you success, but it guarantees you the resources in which if you do it correctly, you can have success. And I think that's the difference why people make that move. And it's why I think that um, if you're looking at a Texas and an Oklahoma, they really couldn't pass it up because even being the big dogs in the Big 12 and being maybe just one of a group of the SEC, being one of the group of the SEC is going to be worth a lot more financially. So thought it would be a best way to go into it and to explain kind of how it evolved. Hopefully that uh, answers the question from Jason who sent it in on LandryFootball.com. A reminder again, if you've got a question, maybe a topic you want me to address here in Landry on the, the Landry Football Podcast, go to LandryFootball.com, hit contact Chris and send it. We'll try to get it done here. A reminder again, LandryFootball.com is where you want to go to get the best football information around. College, NFL, players, teams, coaches, schemes, we got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com. Uh, check it out today. Try it out for a month. Try it out for six months. But the football season offer is the best deal that we've got going. Uh, so check that out today. Also, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Always great to be with you. Talk to you again next time, everyone.